Welcome to the REI Mastermind Network, where host Jack Haas gathers amazing stories from leaders in real estate investing. In each episode, our guests will tell you what they're doing that works, what they've tried that failed, and best of all, you'll learn actionable steps to take your real estate investing to the next level. Now, here's Jack with another value-packed episode. Well, we got a treat here tonight, Joe Arias. Uh, Joe, I really appreciate your time. And if you haven't seen a lot of what uh, Joe does, uh, you got to check out his Instagram. I mean, uh, he's got quite a few followers there, and there's a lot of activity. And and uh, But I, I want to send everybody right off the bat, because you have a seminar coming up, a two-day event in uh, twodayseminar.com. Take a look at this. The price is right. I mean, you can't, there's going to be a ton of value for two days for what was it? A couple hundred dollars. I mean, that's, that's right, Jack. Absolutely. But let's, let's give them value in the, in the show. And then if they, if they choose to, to, to go, you know, to, to go to the link, you know, I want to make sure that we can like, you, you know, when we started this, your, your commitment was to bring as much value to, to your audience. So I'm, let's, you know, I'm, I'm here for you guys. Thank you so much, Jack, uh, for having me. I'm, I'm honored. I appreciate you. Um, um, you know, just thank you for, you know, just putting me in front of everyone. I really appreciate that. No, I appreciate your time. Uh, so Leah, let's, let's, uh, dive right into some of that value. You have done over a hundred flips now, right? And you've systemized it for a lot of people. So that's kind of one of the reasons why we're talking here today, because, uh, systemizing this process is huge, especially if you want to scale, um, I'm always curious. I know you've been doing this for a long time. You've probably told this story a million times. How did you get into flipping? Oh, how did I get into flipping? Um, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about me before. I was, uh, I was a, uh, I'm from Argentina. I'm 39 years old. I came to the U.S. on a, on a scholarship. Um, I, I, you know, I came to Los Angeles. I'm in California. And I wanted to be a filmmaker. I, my dad used to tell me stories. And, you know, my dad has a pretty interesting uh, life. It's, you know, uh, you know, digging dinosaurs. And he loves, he made a business out of that. And as an archaeologist. And, but that's a different story for a different day. But I, I you know, I've, I've, I did 10 years of, of, of film. And after my, my 10th year, I was just, you know, I graduated from school. And I, I did films. And I was just not fulfilled. I, I really enjoy the creative side of it, but, you know, I was making money, but I was spending it. And every year I was coming to zero. And I've really felt like people, people, some people, I heard some people talk about being in the rat race, you know, like um, exchanging an, a value for your time. And I really felt in a rat race. I felt like no matter how hard I work or it was never good enough. And 10 years ago, you know, 11 years ago, I got into real estate. Uh, I fled my first house and, um, you know, and I, I remember I was, I was like, I'm going to do flips, but I'm also going to do real estate, uh, uh, films. And the first year I, I got really, uh, uh, really fortunate. I made $164,000 in two flips, my first two flips. Um, and, um, you know, it, it was incredible. And I just literally decided I made it, uh, a ch the choice to get into real estate and, and uh, you know, maybe when I'm like 65, 70 and I retire, I'll, I'll go back and make movies, but I love real estate. You know, it's, it's in my blood. Um, 
but but I've done it for the last eight, 10 years, but for the last, you know, two years ago, I decided that, you know, making money, investing is great, but I, I felt like a little bit empty and I wanted to start giving back, not just giving back like, oh, I'm like, let's just give back to the community. And, and that's very noble and I appreciate that. Uh, but it was more like, you know, I was feeling, I wanted to make a difference to the community, but also I felt that I was not, like, I, I felt like a little bit like empty and I wanted to like fulfill that by, by literally helping people one-on-one -on -one and, 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 and there's nothing more uh, beautiful than having a student uh, acknowledge you for something that an impact that you did in their lives. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and that's what a coach is, right? I was talking to my, my fiance this morning on the phone um, and, <clears throat> you know, we had an argument last night and she was like, she was like, Joe, I, I really want to kind of get started on my own on coaching myself and start, you know, getting my own personal development coach. And she reminded me what I told her maybe a year ago that a coach is not there to change you. A coach, it's, it's like if you're, if you're in a boat and you have a direction, a coach is there just to make little taps on the top. A lot of people get coaching when like the boat is flooded with water, right? Uh, either it's in a relationship or in a business, but a coach is there not to save you, but give those little gentle taps on the direction of your boat. And 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 to, to kind of tie what I'm saying together, that's why two years ago I decided, you know, I want to take some of the systems, some of all my failures, all my successes and create um, an empire, create a, a foundation, a castle where people can come in to my community and utilize the the, the legal documents, I spent over $20,000 on legal documents to utilize the kitchens, my top kitchens, my deal analyzers, my repairs donators, to read the books that I read. I, you know, I took the, my 20 favorite books in history of entrepreneurship, and I condensed them in 10 minutes, and I created with a designer visual so can, people can learn through visuals and also by, by, by summarizing these incredible books. Um, you know, just, just give back, you know, um, I don't know if that answers your questions, but I took all the systems that I, that I, that I developed and now I put them in a way that people can go take them. I also, I also train them. We do like weekly coaching calls and that those are important too. I think that knowledge and experience both together can create some really powerful effects and impact in the world. Well, you're kind of a unique situation. You've, you've talked to a ton of people at this point getting into flipping for the first time to uh, people that are likely been flipping and they need the, those nudges in the, in the right way. What is the couple of the top things that misconceptions that people have before they get into flipping houses? Okay. Myths. Uh, here are the myths. Here's a few myths that just come to mind. Number one, that you need to use your own money. You do not use a hard money lender and a private money lender. Um, uh, another myth is, uh, you need to have a great credit. You do not need to have a great credit. Hard money loans are not like conventional loans. They're not based on, uh, conventional loan is based on your ability to repay a mortgage throughout, you know, 15, 20, 30 years. A, a hard money loan is based on the property itself. So people will loan you, a lender will loan you the money based on the property. And if, if, if you can't afford it, they'll foreclose on you and then they'll take the property. That's all they care. That's why sometimes a misconception is you need to have uh, uh, great credit. 
Now, some lenders will uh, want you to have good credit, but not it's not required. Um, another one might be like that, that, that you need to be a pro to get started, right? Uh, you know, we all learn to um, drive a car by, you know, maybe making a few mistakes here and there. And real estate is no different. You learn as you go. And if you have a, a coach, uh, someone there for you to hold you, to empower you, to make you triple, quadruple your, your income in that year, amazing. Um, you do not need to know construction. That's another myth. People think that you need to actually need to know construction. You don't. Um, all you need to know is there's the two most important parts of a property you want to flip is the master bathroom and the kitchen. So put your money there. Um, I mean, I, if, if I really think about it, I can probably come up with like 30 or 40 of them. Um, you know, there's, you want me to keep on going or there, there's a lot of no, myths. Yeah, no, I think you answered it. I, you know, what I was, uh, I've talked to quite a few people too, and, and it's amazing. You know, a lot of, a lot of people even locally, they come and go um, and they get these dreams and thoughts because of HGTV. They can, they, they see these flips in 30 minutes and there's just a lot of misconceptions there that it's, it doesn't, it seems easier than it is sometimes. Right. It, 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 it sounds easier. Than, okay. But that would be like a negative misconception. Sure. Right. A positive misconception is that it's not as hard as you think so. <laughs> Like yeah. you don't need to use your money. You can leverage OPM, other people's money, right. right? Like you, you don't need to have all the experience, but that's another great job. You, you nail it in the head. I think that a misconception is this is a, a, a get rich quick scheme and it's not, it's not. If you want to retire in 15, 20 years, that's what, what, what might take for you to like, you know, we have a strategy at, at our, um, the name of the company is called real success. And it's called the 50-50 strategy, which is it's a strategy that we use that either you're wholesaling, flipping, um, well, either you're wholesaling or flipping, you take 50 from your profits, you take 50% and you put it back on your business and the other 50, you start building a portfolio of rentals. Mm -hmm. And I know that you guys are not in California. I am. So what I train a lot of our local students is do not invest in rentals in California. You wanna, there's four profit centers in rentals, which is um, uh, appreciation, uh, which is um, um, uh, taxes, your, your uh, renter paying your mortgage down, and cash flow. And uh, you wanna invest in rentals in areas where you actually have the four of them. Right. You know, I, in fact, I, I've only run into a couple people that have successfully uh, done rentals in California. Uh, some interesting strategies. But uh, you're in a situation where you're uh, renting it out, essentially out by uh, the room. In yeah, if, you think, if, you, if you think about it, um, you can make a lot of money in rentals in California, but uh, you know, to, to leverage uh, a commercial loan, you need 35, 40, 45% down. And if you're going to buy rentals in California, you're not going to get anything like under a million bucks. So not everyone has $400,000 to put down. Mm. So you will be, if, you have, if you're a millionaire, you will be successful, right? But that's the trick, right? Everyone with money, you can make money. But the question is when you don't have money, how you can leverage it. We're in a really good times right now. I'm fortunate, I'm fortunate, I'm fortunate because the, the Fed injected in the last two years over $53 billion in cash in the economy. 
Go and figure that one out. $53 billion. So there's a lot of cash. So you can leverage. Um, you know, I'm, I'm writing a, a, a I'm gonna do a seminar on this. I was writing it this morning, but you know, you have you have a, a you have a house, you can do a HELOC and and you know a, a loan against your property, a, a home equity line of credit, and you can actually take a credit. You um um you uh you have a, a 401k. You can diversify and, and and strategize it so you can actually invest in real estate. Uh, if you have, um, uh, you know, if, if 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 you don't have any money, you can leverage hard money and private money. So no matter where you are, there's opportunities for people to get in, and I think that that's that's beautiful. But that's why California might not be good for rentals because not everyone has three, four, five hundred thousand dollars sitting, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you we we were talking that you've done uh, over a hundred flips at this point. At a certain point, you were probably trying to decide on how to scale, and that's where the systems and systematizing things come into place. What was the first thing you you realized, or what happened to make you realize that you needed to apply some sort of systems in order to scale like this? You know, I think I think is your. This is something that I would like everyone to, I'm just going to plant to see in everyone's like subconscious mind, which is, and this is a, a, something that I work every day on. And, you know, I, I still struggle with this, uh, you know, but what I, the plant that I want to see, the, the, the seed that I want to plant is any decisions that we all take, we always have to think about, can I scale this, right? From the food that you eat to the job that you have, Right. If you are like, you know, if you just graduated from school and you're like figuring out what the hell I want to do in my life, don't just take a job because the pay is well. Right. Take a job because can I scale this in my life? This is something that I want to do more for the next five, 10, 20 years. Right. There's there's plenty of multimillionaires very unhappy and unfulfilled. Right. For everything, like even like the choice of your sport, like if you're gonna choose a sport that you want to play. You know, obviously, you can do sports that have like a very large, short longevity, but also think about what happens after those five, 10 years, right? When you're 30, 35, 40, right? Like you can also start playing at maybe tennis or golf or something that will have longevity. Same with the business, right? With real estate, flipping houses. Um, do you want to do one flip every year? My average on my profits are $50,000 per flip, right? So if you want to do one flip, it, it really depends on your goals. If you just have a job, you love your job, you want to make one flip, make an extra 50K a year, you don't need systems. You can just keep it the way it is as long as it's contained, as long as you have a right team, the right asset protection strategy, you might have an LLC or a trust, um, you know, attorneys, you know, agents, you know. But if you're thinking about maybe like, hmm, I'm making $100,000, I'm making $50,000 a year, and I'm not really fulfilling my job, well, then you can start thinking about what if I make three flips, right? In California, our, our profits are about fifty thousand conservative. I don't like to go over sixty, seventy thousand dollars because then there's more risk. You might have to like expand your kitchen, do a different addition. That's more permits. I like to do like very small lipstick in a in a peg, as they said. Um, and I do over the counter permits, blah blah blah, right? So so my suggestion is, can you scale this? And if you, if the answer is I do want to scale this, you definitely need systems, mm-hmm. and you can you can take what it took me five, six, seven years to scale that, or you can just hire someone that has the best your best interest in mind, 
and, you know, get a coach, pay someone 10, 20, $50,000. And I know it sounds like maybe a lot of money, but go and pay someone because if you pay one flip back, if you make one flip or two flips, depending on your local market, you'll pay that back. And you literally don't have to like reinvent the wheel. It will take you seven years, five years to reinvent the wheel. Just start, go from one flip in one year to like three or four secure flips in the second year. And that's kind of like my mindset. Everything I do has to have like a, like a why and a mindset uh, within on, on, on can I scale this? Well, you're, you kind of went right into the tagline of the show. Uh, one of my taglines is you can either put in the 10,000 hours and become an expert or you can learn from somebody who's already made that investment. And that's where you come in. Yeah. Me, you, I mean, I, you know, all, all everyone that has people's best interests in mind for sure. Right. So, you know, one of the things that I've, I've run into that when some flippers kind of get into trouble is when they bought the house at the wrong price, how do you help individuals uh, determine the, the price that's going to be right for them when it comes to flipping a house? Well, you know, there's there's the there's the there's the the macro coach that I would be me, and then there's the micro coach, which my suggestion when I'm coaching, you know, we have a coaching call two days ago, and we literally did a live uh, 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 training on how to enroll agents to send you off market deals, and I literally like go to Google and I pick a few agents and I go through my script with my students and we we I go through everyone gets value right this. The, the, the transfer of information is very juicy and fresh. It's not like go and do this, but it's, I'm doing it and you're going to learn it through osmosis and then you're going to do it. And I hope you fail because it's the only way to learn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I went on a, on a tangent. Can you remind me the question? Sorry. Uh, it was regarding uh, making sure you find the house at the right price. That's right. So thank you. So the micro is, I always, you can use the deal analyzer. I'll be able to coach you on how to use the deal analyzer, the repair estimator, all the documents that I use to, to assess. And on top of that, you want to call a local agent that is within five miles of that property. And what I, what I do is because no one better knows the market. Some, some properties, you might be a block away and your price went down 10%. You might be in a commercial zone. And you don't know this, but the property just went down because no family is going to want to move to a commercial zone. They might build a 20 unit apartment behind it and lose all the, 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 you know, the, the, the exposure or the, the, you know, you know, having like 20, 40 eyes looking at you, you know, in, in a year from now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, my suggestion is I get, I call three agents on the local area. And I asked them for an ARV and after repair value to give me a, a, a projections, give me comps. And then I average those three ARVs into one. And that's my number. Sure. Okay. And then you said you typically focus on kitchens and bathrooms. Is that where you, and you said uh, lipstick rehabs, is that particularly what you, you suggest people at least start with when they're getting into flipping? Yeah. I, I, maybe I miscommunicated. Uh, what I meant to say or what I attempted to say is when you're flipping a house, the most important part where you want to put your money is in the kitchen and in the master bathroom. So think about it. The, the, you know, guys might not like this and I don't want to get political, but usually the woman is the one that has 
the, the pants in the relationship. And I'm sorry for all the guys out there that might not like to hear that. And you might be right. might not be like that with you. But I, I, I feel like, at least in my household, I, you know, I'm not the one, you know, controlling uh, the, the choices here. So, you know, the, you, you know, you got to think about making, you know, the, 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 the wife happy and the family happy, right? I like to say that the wife is the heart of the family. And that's why the kitchen is great because not saying that the kitchen and the wife are together. <laughs> I don't want to send that message, but the kitchen is where the family spends the most time as a family, mm-hmm. right? So we, we want to make sure that we make, um, you know, we, the master bathroom. Like these days, people take quick showers. Like I don't remember the last time I, I went into the bath, but some people love the bath and take those very, maybe put some classical music and relax there. So master bath in the kitchen are the, the, the places where you want to put the money because that's where the family lives, mm-hmm. right? So that'll be my suggestion um, on, on a flip. And then what was the other question? There was two, 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 two things you touched upon. Yeah, no, I was just kind of wondering, you know, uh, when it comes to flipping, I'm just kind of curious as to, especially when people are first starting out, to what level do you think that they should consider? Uh, you know, try to do a very light rental and kind of lipstick in a pig. That's what you said. Thank you. You know, I have to be careful of saying lipstick in a pig because as investors, we always we also have to work with integrity. Lipstick in a pig is not, you know, patch the issues for anyone to figure it out that there's a problem. But if, if the foundation of the house is good, if the bones of the property are good, then you want to like do a quick remodel. You do not want to like, you know, if there's a lot of plumbing and electrical, I, I'm not, you know, if I have to do a lot of work, I don't flip. I don't buy the house. Mm-hmm. So you want to, you know, just, just with integrity, don't spend a lot of time, uh, money and energy doing a remodel. We want to, I like to buy the buy, you make the money in the buy, you save the money on the remodel and, and, you know, whatever is left on sale, that's what, you know, you make, right? But I think that, uh, you know, a lot of the, 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 most of the errors that I see that I've done in the past and, and people do is in the remodel. Now, the beauty about the sale is you have full control of the sale. Why? Because if you don't like it, if the numbers don't add up, you just don't buy it. You might spend five hundred dollars to get, uh, you know, to get someone to give you a report, you know, uh, uh, you know, to, to. But that's all you're gonna spend, right? You might get an escrow and title. People may be pissed off that you just close, like, you know, before releasing all the, the the contingencies. But there's no really a big loss. The loss happens if it happens is in the remodel. So you want to have the right documents. You want to have scopes of work. You want to have detail. Um, you know, so tying the lipstick in a pig is do your your flip with integrity, uh, but also have all your legal documents in place. Even if it's like a thirty day remodel, a very like light remodel. I don't go over two months of my remodels, um, but you want to have certain things, legal documents that will help you to do that. Mm-hmm. So when you do your rehab models there, it's very brief. Like you try to do it in 30 days and get it back. 60 days for the remodel. 60 days. Wow. Anything else over 60? Well, think about it. Anything else that will take you over 60 to 90 days remodeling. There's no reason why you should like do your rough electrical, rough plumbing, uh, um, 
you know, drywalling, mud, painting, appliances, finishes. There's no, you could literally do that in three weeks. Yeah. If you got all the materials, I order all my materials before I start. So I have documents that I, I have kitchens that I already know that they're top sellers. Um, You know, I have like 15 kitchens on templates. I download them. I send them to Home Depot and I work with Home Depot because they're nationwide. And, and I get my kitchens delivered in two weeks on site. Mm-hmm. And then I bring my contractors not to bid on labor material. They come and bid on uh, labor because I already bought the materials. Right. So that brings my cost down. I get a discount in Home Depot. Um, you know, a little like Ninja Tip. When you do Home Depot, if you do Home Depot, you might do other companies. Go to the bid room. Apply for the bid room. B-I-D room. Um, have, you been, have you heard about the bid room, Jack? No, I've, I've heard of the professional, you know, we're a member of that, but yeah, go to the bid room. You'll get between two and 10% discount. If you're a veteran and if you go in person on top of that, you're going to get another 10%. Don't order if you're a veteran over the phone, because they won't allow that discount. But if you go in person and, and you show your credentials, you will get an extra 10% on top of that two to 10% on the bid room. So these are like all ninja tips that you just like gather along the time, you know, as you do it. I just wanted to remind everybody again, uh, twodayseminar.com for some more information of Joe's uh, upcoming event. Thank you, Jack. If you want to learn, that's the place. Come for two days with me. I'm going to lead. I don't lead all of them, but February 25 and 26, I'm leading. It's $195 for two people, you plus one. Uh, We're doing it at the Sheraton, so I got some discounts if you want to fly. I mean, if you want to make a difference and really cost a transformation in the direction and the trajectory of your life and your career mainly, you know, I would love to be that person. And we just gather a bunch of investors from different parts of the, of, of the U S and we just, you know, I share it with you as a protection strategies, multifamily, single formula, rental stress, best markets to flip best, best markets to do um, um, rentals, syndication, equity partnership. We go through like, you know, I, 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 I'm someone that like you learn little beats and YouTube and you listen to this amazing podcast and, you know, and it, but like you want to learn, you got to sit down, make notes. You know, I, some say I, we want to do them three days, but this is going to be a Saturday, Sunday, February 26th and 27th. So you, earlier you mentioned uh, a house with good bones. Is there a process that you go through to assess the property? Like you, you instantly know it's a showstopper. You're just not going to touch it. You know, you get an inspector, you know, I'm not a licensed inspector, right? Um, you want to learn, you want to like ninja your career, get your license as an inspector, even though if you don't, you know, if you, you don't do it, by the way, there's good money. You can make, you know, thousands of dollars a day as an inspector you do two or three inspections. Um, but you know, I'm, you know, I say that get an inspector, look at, look at the report. You'll get a 30 to a hundred pages report. Um, go through your, with your contractor. For me, the most important thing is the foundation. I just go down and look at the foundation. Um, some cracks are okay. Usually if the cracks are horizontal, they're okay. If they're vertical, we got some major issues. issues. So uh, there's some like little ninja tricks that, you know, when you get an escrow, you can negotiate you know, 95% of people see, see like uh, cracks on, on foundation and they, they just run through the, 
run through run through the the woods. Is that is that is that the, the analogy? Run for that, the hills, yeah. Run through the hills, not the woods. Sorry, they run for the hills. So, um, but you can actually leverage it as an investor. You know, millionaires do not spend their money even though they have it. They invest their money in long-term strategies as rentals and syndication and commercial. So if you're if you want to flip, even if you have the money, don't use the money. Go and buy as many rentals as you can. Um, but as you as you flip, you can leverage and in escrow, um, you know, you you have a, a contingency where you can like literally like go and negotiate the repairs and Depending the the foundation, you can get twenty thirty thousand uh, dollar bonuses in that. Sure. So earlier you mentioned that you you target at least fifty thousand dollars as a profit for each of your properties. When you're running your numbers, is that a a, a quick tip uh, when it comes to running those numbers? Would you start with your profit and then back up from there to make sure that you're buying the house at the right price? Yeah. On, a, on an ARV and after repair value and a, and a deal analyzer, the deal analyzer has mainly like four parts. You got your ARV, which is the after repair value, which is how much money after you, you put some money on repairs you can get. And you do that through comps. You're going to get that ARV through an agent for free. They'll do it for free because they want your business. You have, um, you have the bid. You have the construction bid, right? So you put the numbers. Um, and, 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 you know, depending if you're wholesaling, the, there's different strategies, right? If you're wholesaling, it's different. But basically, you wanna you wanna look at the end, the, the exit strategy, the end game, the, the sale price minus the repair, right? Minus your profit, right? So you wanna put the profit there, uh, add your profit, and then that's your offer. Whatever that number comes in, I usually do a ten percent contingency, and um, you know. Most times you get surprises, and that fifty turns into seventy, eighty thousand dollars. If you are tr- if you are traditional about it, if you are uh, what's the word, uh, um, you know, if, if you can, well, you know, if you don't want to take those risks, what's the word when you're traditional about assessing something? You're you're not being risky. The opposite of being risky. I just blanked on the word. Conservative. 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 So you always want to be conservative. Thank you. So when you're when you're flipping after you get your money, you know, I, I always, when I run my numbers, I do like six months, even though it's, it's you know, uh, two months for remodel, one month for, let's say, escrow, and then one or two months for sale. Even though you, from beginning to end, you might sell it in five months, you want to maybe add another month or two in your numbers, you know? Yeah. And just to, just to be ready for the surprises that are likely going to come. Yeah. Those, life always has surprises for us. Right. So you know you've done a number of these now. What there had? Tell me a, a situation where you had an aha moment where something happened or you learned something that made a huge difference in your in your business. Well, you know the aha moments are f moments that then turn <laughs> into aha moments, right? Mm-hmm. Breakdowns. You know something very interesting about being human is we do not learn anything without making a mistake. The access to the breakthrough is through the breakdown. If you don't have a breakdown, you're not going to have a breakthrough. And success, you know, the way God, you know, nature got created, but that's how it works, right? So my F moments that turn into like yay moments, um, you know, a bunch of them. Um, 
one that comes into mind was uh, uh, one project. I, I didn't check that. I didn't get a report on the sewer. And that sewer, you know, when I, so I, I bought the property, didn't do a sewer inspection, would have cost me $400. I was being cheap. I was trying to save a few hundred dollars, right? Don't be cheap when you flip. You know, it's another lesson I learned. Um, I, um, I didn't do a sewer inspection. And that again, would have been three, 400 bucks. They put a little camera and, you know, they, they roll the camera and then, you know, um, and when I sold it, the, the seller did a sewer inspection because the agent told them, because, you know, homeowners don't have a clue about that for the most part. Um, and, you know, there's another business. So the agent very well told them to do that. And this whole sewer was messed up. So I have to call to the seat, call the CD. Uh, there, you know, every city has their own jurisdiction in terms of like the rules and regulations. But I was able to like dig uh, three feet into the into the, the the cement on the driveway, adding to the city, which has city owner, um, and it cost me about you know between three and five six thousand dollars. I don't remember exactly how much it cost me, but there were those were five thousand dollars that that could have been you know. $5,000, you know, on, 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 you know, I don't have kids, but could go to, you know, tuition for, for kids or food in the table or a nice vacation in Hawaii or, you know, uh, or, you know, anywhere could have been anything, but, or money for my next rental, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's, I, I've had, I actually had a, a oh, nearly an identical situation. We, uh, the, in, in fact, yeah, tell me, tell me a story. I want to hear it. what happened. Well, it got pretty bad. I got a phone call actually during holidays. The After story, you sold it or during, or during escrow? Uh, well, it was with a, a, essentially a rental that we were holding. I should have done this. I should have done the sewer, sewer camera. Like you said, in the end, it's such an inexpensive security really <laughs> when you, when you think about it. And uh, the sewer line collapsed. Sewer sewers backing up into the basement. You know, it's Ijole. it becomes a Ijole. terrible experience. That's wrong. Terrible experience. Especially so, because when you're buying, you know, you can actually leverage that four hundred dollar inspection report and talk to the, the sellers and be like, "Hey, listen, I got three bids from three contractors, and usually the the contractors will like inflate that, right? If it's Five thousand dollars. They'll put ten thousand dollars. So watch out with those contractors as well. But right. take the biggest bid. Here's ten thousand dollars. Listen, give me a repair. Uh, you know, discount for you know eight thousand dollars. Right. You know what? What I think is really interesting, and that I really wanted to point out, is the fact that when we're you talked about systemizing things, you know, having and and your system helps people with this is is planning out the kitchens and planning out a few things, having those essentially everything finding off markets, literally not just everything, all the problems that be on surgery trial, just get passionate about this part. This is why I build it. Uh, You buy an incredible property, you close escrow, you got it. You have it under your name. No, you don't have it under your name. Asset protection strategies. You're going to build a trust land. And a lot of people does they do LLCs, but LLCs you have to pay fees, and, the, and you know it, it's you know it's, it, usually it's 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 connected to the to the um, to the state, so people know maybe do a land trust, uh, and that has the veil that you know you have uh, it's very you know you have a lot of more uh, protection uh, as uh, um, um, 
you know, finding off-market deals. That's something that's another problem people have. We, we created that. Uh, money, you know, like l- leveraging money. I, I help our students with money, hard money, private money. So this, these are all these issues that construction, having the right legal documents. When you start a flip, don't, don't write, don't, don't, don't sign this, the, the contract that, you know, that the, the contractor is going to give you. What business is going to enroll what business? What business is going to buy eat the, which business? Not eat, but like, you know, when I, when I have a contractor, they're not selling me their business. They're, they're signing my contract because my business is bigger than theirs. Not big and like I have a bigger business, but, you know, my, my, you're signing my contract because I want you to abide through my rules, mm-hmm. right? And the truth is whoever, whoever makes the contract will always, you know, it's never going to be equal people. There's always going to be like a few little things that you're going to favor your business. Um, and, you know, that's my experience. My, not, not, nothing of what I'm saying is the truth. It's just my experience. And I think that same thing with like when you have a contractor, hey, you're not going to, I'm going to give you so many projects. I'm going to give you money, cash flow. I'm going to buy all the materials. You're going to pick them up or I'm going to have them delivered. And you're just going to show up, get your subs, sign your, you know, sign all our legal documents, um, workers' comp, insurance, liability. You're going to do all that. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to put, you know, I'm going to keep you busy and you're not going to work for me. We're going to work together. You're going to work with me. Right. And that's kind of like the, the, the mindset, the attitude that you bring in and, and people like latching to that. They like that. You know, when I work with people, you don't work for me, you work with me and you're going to sign my legal documents. That is something that I haven't heard a lot of people say, having them sign your documents. I think a lot of, contractors they come in with their stuff and and everybody just kind of I love it. There's the door buddy. Thank you. Great meeting you. Like when I do my my remodels um if I'm if I'm dealing in a new market you call three or four contractors at the same time. Oh man, imagine that. You made your your when you're like looking for contractors by the way, do not go to Craigslist. Don't make that mistake. I made it, right? I go to your local Call your Keller Williams, whatever your agency is, and ask them for referrals. When I get my contractors, uh, you know, time is money, right? Time is more than money because money is replaceable. Time is not, right? So, so time is time. Time is life. And watch out what happens when, you, when like two or three contractors show up at the same location. And you're like, hey, guys, nice to meet you. I just wanted to like systemize this a little bit. Why don't we walk through it together? And everyone gives me your bid. And they get competitive with each other, so the prices go down. And if someone has an attitude, oh, like I don't want to show up there with this guy, that's the door, buddy. I don't want that attitude in my in my in my in my property. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna bring that like competition thing, like you know that attitude, they're gonna. I'm telling you, as you do anything, you do everything. At some point, they will bring that same attitude, even if you're working with them alone. You know, this is kind of funny that you you bring up the strategy because I use this exact strategy every time when I'm showing like rental properties. I I never show it to a single renter. I I typically set up a time. If you're interested in renting this place, you all come at the same time. it's it's It's, you know, it makes a world of sense to not to use that scenario or that situation in in multiple aspects of your business. Hmm. So, I agree. Yeah. 
Well, Joe, this has been a fantastic conversation. I want to remind one everybody one last time, todayseminar.com. Take a look at that. See if it's a good fit. I think if you're getting into flipping, uh, Joe, before we hit record, was showing me some of the content and some of the material that he has. He spent two years and a ton of money to build systems in place that people can take advantage of. This is definitely something for you to take a check to check out. Yeah, Jack, thank you for that. Chuck, would you mind if I share another website really quick? Yeah, absolutely. Because sure. you know, in, in a few months, the seminar people might come or not. But if you want to continue, could stay connected. Um, you know, the name of my business is called Real Success. Um, you know, either if, if we cross path or not, check out the website. The website is www.ourrealsuccess.com. And then if you want, just look me up on Facebook. Tell me, uh, or Instagram, you know, follow me on Instagram. Tell me that you saw me in the, in the show with Jack and I'll follow you back and we can build a relationship. You can go to real six. I don't even know my handles. Imagine real success investments, uh, real success investment. And the other one is Joe Arias investor. And that's in Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Really appreciate you providing that information. And I will make sure to have all of those links in the show notes. Sweet. Um, so, uh, but uh, before I let you go, Joe, I kind of, I warned you it was coming. Is there a question you wished or would have asked you here today? I mean, I wish, you know, you know, if I want you to ask me anything is would be Joe, why don't why are you always going through the branches on the questions? Cause I feel like you asked me something and then these ideas, you know, I just go to, so, you know, um, anything, you know, you can ask me, um, what would be an interesting question to ask? Um, why, don't, why don't I just ask you this, Jack? We'll, we'll, I'll flip it to you. Sure. Why, why, don't, we, why don't you share uh, as a question, why, would, why are you passionate about people getting in real estate? Like, this is something more that I wanted to ask you and I wanted to know. What's your passion? Generational wealth. It's 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 down to the down to that at least for me. I've I've been in situation for all my life where I've my parents have have worked themselves to retirement and uh, to, and after retirement maybe right and after retirement and and uh, to be able to demonstrate to my kids breaking that pattern mm. that that means the world. And patterns, huh? Patterns are tough, man. Patterns are tough. Yeah, my, you know, you know, this is a little, a little, a little side conversation, but my, you know, my talking about patterns, not just like in real estate, right? But in life, like, you know, my dad was sharing that that his dad was really rough with him. My grandpa was very rough, like, you know, hitting him, and 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 you know, people, people, people collect behaviors and. And, and, you know, habits and behaviors are something that you pass to your kids and you either absorb them, right? Or you block them and you just go the different direction. And I feel like, you know, I was just thinking about my dad was able to take that negativity and transform it to something positive. And this is what reminds me with your share, with your story. It's not in like, you know, like getting hit or anything, but at least taking that, taking that, you know, uh, financial, the lack of financial knowledge, financial IQ, if you want to call it, maybe your parents had, 
and maybe they, they your grandparents pass it to your parents, but you were able to to kind of like stop that and create a new future that you know will have ramifications for your grandchildren and, and you know and so forth and so forth. Yeah, you know, uh, on this day, we uh, we buried my wife's grandmother today, mm. and and uh, you know she she lived a very long life, a hundred years old, mm. but. If you look, if you take a moment and think about every generation is a is an improvement typically on the previous one. What are you going? It can to be. Do? It can be. It can be. I, you, you're absolutely right. I, I, I'm going back but to break. I feel. I feel as an individual, we have the, a a huge responsibility there. To we do, but you know what? Sometimes we don't. The fish doesn't know that lives in the water because that's their only reality. You know, my grandpa, that's how we, that he learned. He didn't know any better. Yeah, but I would, I would challenge that your grandfather was likely an improvement on, on the previous generation in some way. Oh, there's always ways to improve and others to regress. But I think, going back to the breakthrough and breakdown, and I agree with that. So, because I, I talked about it, the access to a breakthrough is a breakdown, but it's not just like that. That's the access. But a breakthrough, it's a breakdown well-managed. If you don't well-manage a breakthrough, a breakdown, it will continue a breakdown. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. What is it? If you uh, don't learn from the past, you're you're destined to repeat it. Like, you know, Einstein has that quote, right? The, the, The definition of insanity is doing something over and over and expecting a different result. Right. Well, Joe, this has been a great conversation. Einstein has another quote. Einstein has one more quote, and then we 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 go, which is the eighth wonder is compound interest. The eighth wonder is compound interest. That's a new one. I haven't heard that one. Yeah, I might might not be might not be verbatim, but that's kind of like the eighth wonder. You know, the seven wonder wonder things in the world. The eighth wonder is compound interest. The power of compounding. And that's what rentals does, does for you. Right. Well, Joe, this is great. I I really hope that you'll consider coming back on the show again sometime. I think we can we can dive into a lot of things. One of the ones that I would really love to hit you up on because it's obvious just on this conversation is mindset is likely a huge thing for you. And I would love I, to chat yeah. with you about yeah. that sometime. You have to you you have to be you have to get burned sometimes, you know, to, to pass it to pass it around. Well, thanks, Joe. We'll talk to you again sometime. Thank you so much, Jack. Thank you for having me. I'm honored, and I will hopefully you'll invite me in the future, okay? Have you learned at least one actionable step to incorporate into your real estate investing? If so, please consider returning some of that value by leaving a positive review, subscribing to our YouTube channel, or joining our growing network on Facebook and Twitter. You can find links to all of our social media accounts in the show notes. See you next time.